0: Hjärtligt välkomna till ännu ett avsnitt i den fantastiska poddserien Rock Bottom. Jag sitter här med Erika, alltid lika vacker. And I'm going to switch to English because we have a, a fantastic guest for this show. It's really truly a legend. Mm-hmm. Mr. Michael Schenker, welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you. We're so honored to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Do you
1: remember the first time you went to Sweden? Yeah. In fact, we spent quite a lot of time here. Um, we actually, I think we even used to come here by boat. Right, back and then? From Hastings. It was uh, forever. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is possible. Everything took
0: forever yeah, but back overnight, then. Overnight, <laughs> like <laughs>
1: overnight, you
0: know. But it was with UFO that you were yeah, here the first yeah. time.
1: With UFO, we spent a lot of time in Sweden. And I remember, I actually remember the hotels and... Uh, and I, I, I have like bits and pieces that keep flashing in front of me. But most of them happening in hotels. Uh, more than the, if I would go deeper, I probably get a, get a get a concert somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, mo- most fun things on on the road happened in hotels,
1: didn't it? <laughs> That's kind of true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's. Um, distinguish now but the the, the difference here between michael schenker group the temple of rock and michael schenker fest Uh, there's a a bit of confusion to
1: what is what really michael schenker group was the second part of my of my life it the black and white guitar marked the beginning of it Mm -hmm. Um, it was created straight after i was 23 years old in 78, when I um, did the Strangers in the Night album and left UFO, of uh, when I was 23, I was also, um, 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 you know, I, I had the privilege to experience success and fame in its highest. And uh, I was able to make a decision to... Lee, if I wanted to stay up there and do more of the same or if I wanted to, you know, stop that. So basically I said, like, anything you want up there? No, I want peace and freedom and experiment with music. So that's when I created my Schenger group. But I wanted to, to, to go much l- lower than that because Peter Mensch he called me and he sent me straight back to Aerosmith. You know, <laughs> so I did not actually, I mean, I, I, I actually helped the Scorpion with Love Tribe album. And then that opened the doors for America for them, and then I wanted to just simply split and just have fun under the table somewhere where nobody sees me. Why was and, that? Huh? How come? You yeah took because, that because because I had you know I knew what it was like up there. First of all, okay. I started playing guitar. I never wanted to be famous. It all happened by itself mm-hmm. it, it, And the f- ironic part is Rudolf, who is seven years older than me. He wanted to be like Avis Presley and, and like uh, the Rolling Stones. He was so desperate for it, but he didn't get it. <laughs> and so I just wanted to play guitar. And, uh, you know, so that was the first stage of my life. I, I made my musical contribution in the 70s um, that impacted, you know, other generations and, and influence other players. But, but I just had fun playing music. There was no, when we had the first hit in 76, when I was 21 years old, I ran away because from that moment on, it wasn't fun anymore because people expected, people wanted you to, to blah, 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 you know. Pete wait uh, talked me back into it. I carried on for Obsession and Strangers in the Night, then I uh, left UFO, um, helped the Scorpions because Matthias was only capable of doing half the album. And I actually ended up doing the rest of it, plus played through the whole album, and dancing. and you also toured the first
0: uh, yeah, half of the love drive I'd tour. my brother
1: was on the telephone crying, ask begging me basically, and I felt really bad, begging me to stay in the band, you know. And I said, okay, I try. I couldn't. I just couldn't. You know, I I had my own vision. You, know, you have to understand. You know, I am here with you of all. Scorpions copied everything we did. Rudolf wanted to be successful. I didn't. I became successful. And now I, I, I was going to become, you know, somebody's slave to bring him back up there. I, I I had something else in mind, you know. Asking me to help them out to finish the album is one thing, you know. and uh, But then basically kind of um, they were struggling because right now at that point... All of America started to get excited. But I was only supposed to help out. They didn't want to let me go. And because of my brother was so desperate for it, I had tried, but I couldn't do it. I, this is not my vision. I feel like I'm just doing something now for a bunch of other people who have just come from. And, and, and my vision is out the window. I can't do that. Everybody has to take care of their own... A destination of what they're trying to get, you know, I, I'm i not like a slave or, or, or like, a, what do you call it, like, a, you know, a, a mediator or bringing people from that level to that level. That was not my job. My job was to carry on with my second part of my life, which was to experiment with music, you know, and uh, Peter Mensch was standing on the other side. He was the ACDC manager at the time. And Sent me straight to New York to stand with Aerosmith. and so what am I doing there now? <laughs> you know, I just <laughs> struggled my way out of this. Actually, fought myself out of the Scorpions. The album was not released yet, and uh, I was getting phone calls from um, because the Scorpions were in, in, a, in a strange situation now. Yeah? because of America was ready, but I was not there, and so my brother Rudolf. He started to ask me if he can have Coast to Coast all for himself because I wrote the melodies on top. And I said, Well, okay, I mean, wh- why does he want that? But yeah, I gave it to you as a present. Mm-hmm. Then he said to me, He called me back again. This is they getting ready to, to release the album, right? They're asking me, then he's asking me um, if he can play my black and white guitar. Mm, it's a strange request but <laughs> go ahead you know I'm, fr- I'm happy to be away from all of that that's and like
0: asking who, to borrow somebody's wife
1: <laughs> to <Just laughs> borrow a guitar <laughs> and, then, and then he started to you know and then basically um, later in 2015 I also found out that the I, I had to contract with them for that album as a six members there should have been a picture there so not having a picture there is already a breach of contract but that um, they, I saw Holiday, the 45 second intro piece, which sets up the mood for the song, Mm -hmm. got no credit. I wrote it and I played it, it was ignored. And so now you have this album that, and the bio for this album was upside down. They wrote it as if they were helping me,
0: That's strange, yeah.
1: (laughs) It is unbelievable. And coming from your
0: brother as well, it It, must be... Yeah, and he's
1: seven years older than me, and my first song that I ever wrote was In Search of Peace of Mind. I wrote it in my mother's kitchen, all by myself. (laughs) They credited themselves, and I was seven years younger. So I'm 15, they are 22. So you can see, they already... And because I had nothing to do with that world, I was just playing guitar. I never noticed any of that. I wrote most of the Lonesome Crow album, they credited themselves, you know. So basically... Uh, the bio was written in such a way, because what happened, because they fired Matthias twice, because of the touring situation, they fired Matthias twice, and they had to now justify to Matthias, like Rudolf pretending, but, but it's my little brother, I cannot just kind of throw him out, I, I had to do this, I, you know, and, and so bad, really, really bad, and, and, uh, and so anyway, here I was now, sent, being sent back to Aerosmith, and uh, completely crazy, and so uh, Peter Mensch he had big business in mind. He wanted me to, to he wanted to put me together with with Ainsley Dunbar and and uh, Sammy Hager. That was Cliff Bernstein and, and Peter Mensch. That was the first idea, and, and, and then the next one, of course, I had uh, uh, Danny Kamasi from Montrose and uh, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big. You know that was the next lineup, and then you know it starts, I was still kind of in a weird shape because of the, all the confusion, you know, and so I. That that split up. I freshened up, and then I started. Then Alex uh, Getty Lee and uh, Getty Lee and uh, uh, Neil Part. They wanted to help. To rush, we, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. talked together a lot, and they liked my guitar playing, and they were really interested in doing that. And then, um, uh, and then, and then, Steve Tyler got sick. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. <laughs> Peter Mensch said, Michael, quickly fly to Boston. Joe Kramer and Tommy Hamilton are free. You know, we <laughs> <So laughs> fly over there and we start rehearsing, you know. And the, the other guitarist walks into the dressing room and looks, right? And so I guess he quickly, you know, ran back to the hospital of Stephen Tyler and said, Stephen, Michael Schenker is stealing our rhythm section. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, of course, you got well and they carried on. Right. And so I ended up with a, with a, um, um, you know with, 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 with Simon Phillips mm-hmm. and Mo Foster who were doing Gary Bond of uh, Gary Bond and, and John Airy and, and Simon Phillips and uh, Mo Foster were doing Jeff Beck uh, touring with Jeff Beck at the time so anyway so basically you know the, the, he wanted me to do, make an album with, with Matt Langer I said oh, I don't want to sound like ACDC so mm-hmm. I, I got put right in I, you know but the, but the one thing that was done I started my own band and yeah. that was the first step in the right direction, Michael Schenker group, and I was actually able to do things more my way and and you know I was more I had more freedom and so on and I did not have to rush anywhere. <laughs> I just did what I did.
0: The first album is fantastic. I mean it's one of those really classic hard rock albums, good riffs, and, and in many ways you are the riff master. I mean, how, you came up with all really this UFO riffs and riff, I love it. you know it's meat and potato riffs. Yeah. You know, and how
1: do you come up with them? What, 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 well, what first uh, first what First of all, what is I a good riff? When I was seventeen years old, not to copy anybody, and when I was seventeen, I stopped listening to music. And of course, you can't do it perfect. You have lovely music, you have elevator <laughs> music, you know. But oh, I, so you're influenced by James Lost, <laughs> yeah, James <laughs> last. and so I I kind of, I kind of. Uh, you know, understood and knew what calls me to be. And I was fascinated with the single string. I called it the art of lead guitar with pure self-expression. That's what I wanted to do because I understood that in each head, there is a, a individual world, you know, that, that nobody knows what goes on. I don't know what goes in your know, head, mm-hmm. head and your head and your head and all the other billions of people. So, but you can, you know, either recycle a trend or you come up with something that comes from, from this place, you know, which would be, if you really honestly do it, a brand new color that had never been seen before by anybody because it was never exposed. So if you keep doing this over and over and over, you automatically design your own uh, style, and you, you get your own style. And and then by not listening to music in general, of course, I could not ignore Ingwi. You know, he was coming out of every corner. <laughs> And there's a joke about that, like, uh, uh, B.B. King asking, is this the note you're looking for?
0: (laughs) 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 And Ingvi, of course, uh, held uh, uh, Uli Roth in in great respect. He was a big fan of Uli. Oh, he
1: was a fan of mine, too. Yeah. Yeah. He said it. He he said, hi, Michael, uh, I'm a fan of yours. Yeah. And so... That's huge coming from him. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I mean, that was also a well-known fake In fact, actually, somebody even said the way he got inspired to play that fast was because of Reasons Love. And then I played that very fast lead, mm-hmm. huh? which was not uh, 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 on the scene at that point in time, you know. And so, you know, he just took it uh, about, uh, you know, 200 kilometers faster. <laughs> mm-hmm. further you know, and then, and then he put it and then he kind of dressed it into classical skills and stuff like that. And But it it became very repeti- repetitive, you know, that's the only thing. And plus, because it's so fast. I mean, it was so sensational. It was ready, you know, it fitted in where people juggle and stuff, but it was sensational. It was like impossible to do something like that. <laughs> and that's why it was very, very sensational, you know. And it was very different to what everybody else was doing. It was different than Eddie Van Halen. It was different than what I was doing. And you know, it, it just kind of, but 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 it was like you know, it, it it became repetitive, and you you don't have times to absorb anything because everything goes so fast, you know. That's the kind of a, the thing. But anyway, MSG G was created for that, so you confuse. Well, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: so that if, then then it became the Macaulay group because you changed the singer.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. The macaulay Schenker was an experiment because I wanted to have a partnership uh, where a singer and a guitarist share equally responsibility. That was mm-hmm. all; nothing else to it. And uh, of course, we had different people writing, and it became a little bit different music. And of course, with this commercial voice, and then my guitar kind of more or less stayed the same. I just kept playing. And, and then, then Templar Rock. And then, and then we. Uh, um, and then it was 92 and eventually I got my break you know <laughs> I, I I got under the table <laughs> you know, and there was nobody there stopping me from it you know and so I was completely out of the loop uh, I built a recording studio mm-hmm. um, I, I became rich because a limousine driver said to me Michael you are being ripped off left and right and, and, and so basically I said to myself you know what I mean I know that I've got I got ripped off all the time, but
0: you're not alone. But
1: but at the (laughs) the same time, you know, I went like, you know what? Now a limit driver is telling me that I'm (laughs) sick and tired of this. Mm -hmm. Because what am I doing with all these people if they keep ripping me off? Forget about them. I stay on my own. I do my own thing. So I started saying, you know what? Move to Arizona and record an acoustic instrumental album and uh, say thanks to your fans for their support over the years. I thought. I can sell at least three albums a day to get a couple of sandwiches, roof over the head, mm-hmm. and my basic needs met, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I had no dreams about luxury, it didn't matter to me, you know. Just my necessity, and I don't have to talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> Just be my own man and enjoy mm-hmm. life, you know. That was it. It was a very humble request. So I did this. Somebody actually uh, 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 invested some money in order to make this album. A private person from Germany, it actually, was a jewel, jewel uh, dealer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when the record was done, I, you know, I, I got all the artwork and done and, and everything. And so I got into a crayon bus with my two cases and two guitars, public crayon bass. And traveled from radio station to radio station, unannounced, uh, no appointment. Knocked on the door and said, "I'm Michael Schenker. I have a new record. Would you like to interview?" And so, 80 percent of all of the uh, places actually did an interview. We we talked about 10,000 miles. Wow, that's cool. I went from Arizona. To Los Angeles, down to San Diego, up to San, uh, uh, Seattle, down to Denver, Dallas, New York, up to Boston, over to Cleveland, down to Corpus Christi, all the way down to Key West, on the other side, up Tampa, to Louisiana, then something happened, and that was 10,000 miles. Wow. I worked it out, and <laughs> <when laughs> I went back home. When I came home, I was rich. I had three houses land on Hawaii, I had a recording studio, so the money went. Straight to me for the first time. <laughs> self-made. The, the best. <laughs> Talk about self-made, man. It was a fantastic experience. So I didn't ask for much again. I didn't ask to become famous, but right, just <laughs> having fun play. I have a humble request to just my basic needs met and I become rich. So mm-hmm. there is something in there that is very, very. it's like a fairy to, uh, fairy tale where you have a moral, you know, it's like, there's something in there that that uh, uh, speaks, right. you know, and and basically I wanted UFO to experience that, you know. So Phil Mock, he comes to me completely finished and uh, ill, and asks me, "Mike, please help me to reestablish UFO." of o. So, "Okay." If I do that, I need fifty percent of the name so that you don't abuse this again. And I will put my energy into it. And conditions are: it has to be the original lineup. It has to be uh, one Neverson, and it has to be. Um, and we have to sell it on the on the road because I wanted them to experience because they got ripped off too. I wanted them to experience how the money flows into your pocket mm-hmm. if you cut out the other people. So basically, um, something else was happening. Um, so basically we, 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 agreed on all of that. And, uh, so like Phil, we, we got Ron Neverson in and oh, I got two record deals. Okay. So one, one record deal was uh, a big, big two, uh, well, actually one big one from Japan for MSG. And that's when Phil came in. And also that's when the, the time was when Deep Purple asked me to join. Okay, and then I decided to help. Phil, we establish the name U of O because that's that's my band. I fit mm-hmm. better into that than Deep Purple.
0: I thought I knew everything about what's gone on with the Purple, but I actually never knew that I was they the asked first you. Asked. Was that uh, after Richie left when they yeah, brought the in first uh, person Satri-
1: actually Richie even came to Arizona apparently wanted to find out what I'm doing because he heard about my success with the acoustic thing and then he started hit acoustic ah, the because people.
0: they brought in Satriani to finish the tour. It was, uh,
1: yeah, what well, that was. Uh, I, they you asked could have been me, you. Yeah. In 1994. I was the first choice. I said no. So anyway, UFO was, um, um, I got a idea for MSG, a really big one from, from Japan. I said, I take this one. If you give me one for UFO, identical one. Oh. So they gave me an identical one for UFO. So I used the MSG one. You know, basically, they were both identical. It doesn't matter which one, but instead of using it, you know, doing the first record with MSG, because it was the first, that was the main Offer I got to mm-hmm. do, make an MSG record, but because of Phil, I took this as an opportunity. It was big enough to get Ronetteson and everything, you know. So I made a, the, I made a record with, with, with those guys in in Los Angeles, and and it, and it really like Phil got healthy and happy, and everybody it was actually fun. Walk on Water was fantastic, and um, it, it 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 you know it was just perfect. After seventeen years, it just carried on with strangers in the night. Finished, you know. And, uh, but then, you know, things went too well. It was the fifth best selling show on, uh, uh in 95 in America and things went too well. And Phil, you know, he uh, bloody selling the record. I want to be in the charts. I want to, you know, I want to be in the limelight. I want to have proper success, normal success, you know, he didn't want to know about that. So he kind of basically, um, didn't you know broke the agreement so I said well in that case we cannot continue you know and then and then a little later something happened Uh, Mike Varney approached uh, UFO to do something with them and and I said to them don't do it because this only works if you have the chemistry that it makes UFO UFO you you change one person you, you it will not be the same and make sure you get have a Big company behind you. You don't go like with with that. It is. Is that shrapnel? You're gonna just. Dis- you're gonna destroy, it, you know, and and so eventually they talked me into it too. Even though I said don't do it, <laughs> because I started doing something with Mike money. I did electric instrumentals, acoustic instrumentals. On top of that, I I did um, the endless jam with Patty Pat- Pat- Patterson singing, Ainsley Dunbar on drums, Tim Tim on bass. All sorts of things, just playing solo and on cover version and stuff. So eventually, UFO was on the on the plate, you know. And I was already doing stuff with him, and and so you know, it, it was just that's how when we did Sharks and, and Covenant, and and you can tell, you know, it's just a different right, different cup of tea. And uh, and, and these days, hmm?
0: you are going full circle because now you have Michael Schenker Fest, which includes all the singers. Or well, the the singers from my Group, at
1: least. I have to say, it's a
0: really, really cool move to get all the your past singers together and deliver the classics yeah. the way they should sound. Because that's what I understand yeah, the new I got, album is. How it got there
1: is basically um, in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. I had this um, urge to be on stage. I was I was st- a stage fright all my life, and in two thousand eight. I wanted to be on stage. It was 180 degree turn. I could not understand, you know, what. The Just out of the I blue, or out of the blue. And wow. the only way I can explain it is was the middle years when I when I prepared basically, prepared me for that. You know, so in 2008, I wanted to be on stage, and I teamed up with a with a, 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 a in acoustic a cable company, which was with one leg in the scene. And uh, like I went out with one leg, you know, and now mm-hmm. and then no legs in the scene <laughs> and now with one leg back in for 10 years and four years of that with Temple of Rock with Dougie White and Herman Warrill, Francis Buchholz uh, and Wayne Finley. Yeah, two,
0: two ex-members from Scorpions yes. in your band. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we did uh, two live uh, uh, CDs, DVDs and we did two studio albums. And uh, so it was time for a break, you know. And 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 as we had, everybody went their own direction. And I said, like, this is the third part of my life. I want to celebrate this. And I went Michael Schenker Fest. I want to I want to have original singers, you know. I I I, I want to have. Uh, I, let's try, you know, Gary Barton, and Queen Bonnet, and and. Uh, and Robby McCauley and they were happy to do it. And then I got the band together and I explained that earlier. And then we did a DVD, you know, we got the loud part offered and I said like uh, um I don't know if I mentioned it already, but uh, they they asked her to 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 headline Loud Park, which is the third biggest arena, in, indoor arena in the world, near mm-hmm. Tokyo, uh, thirty-three thousand people, and they asked us to to headline it. And I said, uh, "Who's headlined the first night?" I said the Scorpions. I said, "No, don't do it." And then we got an offer from the usual promoter in in in, uh, in Japan. And when I saw the um, the venue, I thought Budokan. So I immediately invested into that. Um, uh, I wanted to film it because bullet can never filmed. So I, I actually invested. I, I hired the camera crew and and, and all the people. There was a great concert. I went to Germany, did the edits, went to the st- recording studio, and did the um, the mixing with Michael Foss, and then uh, sold it to In And for the first time, the world was able to see the potential of it, rather than looking the the, the silly YouTube things, you know, with the mic, with the with the telephones and stuff. So here we had basically set up the next step, which was, you know, Michael fest in the studio. This would be the next thing, you know. And so I imagined like a big table and we all having a feast there mm-hmm. with the recording studio in, a, yeah. in the background. And so basically, uh, because of the DVD, you now record deals were coming in, you know, and, and uh, the, the most suitable one was Nuclear Blast. And this German company, and there was the, the the, the uh, my rep- representative is German, so it made sense. But I didn't want to join. And it took two, three, four weeks before I actually eventually said yes. And, uh, and my representative, you know, and I looked at myself and I said, like, let me, th- my rep- representative, he gave me the blessing, you know, he was saying, like, maybe we should do it, you know. And so that, let me have a look. I am not the Michael Schenker I used to be. I'm a different Michael Schenker, so I don't need this this. Um, stuff anymore that I had there I'm done with it is in the past you know I I have developed from a shy fragile uh, unstable person into a stable strong person and so and now especially with the Michael Schenker Fest and especially with four singers, Dougie kept calling me up and said like, when are we going on with Michael Schenker's Temporal Front? <laughs> and eventually I said, Dougie, come over here. Michael Schenker Fest, you don't have to sing anymore Gary Barton songs. You can sing the classics from Temporal a right. Great idea. So he can now sing all uh, like the songs, like the, the, which we already have, like uh, 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 Lost and Lonely and Rich Landerman. And so, and Gary can sing his songs and Graham his songs. And so basically, you know, I started writing and then, the The second song that um, came, that I wrote, Michael Frost, he he wrote some lyrics and melody to my to to my music overnight, and I went like, this is fantastic. It became Warrior, you know, where everybody was 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 singing together, which is currently out in the teaser for the album, and it it was just an album. To make this album was so unusual and colorful because I didn't, you know, because we had actually the singers sing together on various different songs, you know, and then we had combinations of different background vocals. I was singing with Doogie and Gary. And Away and then uh, uh, Warrior, you know, by the band, and then we had Graham and, and, and Robin sing on some other stuff, and so it became the most unusual thing, you know. And Michael Arnold he was saying to me, like, you know, in Japan we had an interview. He said, like, well, I have a problem with one singer, but I respect you. You're showing up with four singers and making it work. <laughs> 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 and funny. the
0: album is coming out in, in March uh, two thousand eighteen.
1: Yes, second, and we and the sixth we start uh, America with a two and a half hour show and we hope everybody is still standing at the end and it's going to be three weeks and then we already booked uh, ahead until 2019 and there's holes in the middle but we have to figure out who can afford this is a bigger undertaking they come from Bangkok they come from Los Angeles they come from Scotland they come from Brighton they come from Hanover and we have to coordinate this. <laughs> and on that, hope to see you live that, on that note
0: amazing we need to stop Dankeschön Mike <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much Dankeschön. lovely having you here <laughs>
1: The same (laughs) to you, fantastic. (laughs)